Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Thank you for joining us for another in a series of programs that we're recording from the National Congress of American Indians. Right now, I've got someone that's not a stranger to you if you're a regular listener on American Indian Living. It's Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez. Dr. Rodriguez is the medical director of International BioCare, actually just over the border of California into Tijuana. Good to have you with us. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Now, do you actually have a Tijuana address? Somehow that didn't sound right to me. Yeah, the hospital the, actually is actually in Mexico. It's across the border. We're miles, a very few miles from the border. You can literally walk back to the U.S. if you wanted to. I've been there. I enjoyed uh, a tour there about a year ago. And uh, you guys have been doing exciting, cutting-edge stuff. You have become a regular fixture at the National Congress of American Indians. How long have you been exhibiting at this venue? Well, this is our third year, okay. and always exciting, always very happy to be here, and I really feel at home. In many ways, I really feel at home. Well, I first got acquainted with you folks, and we did some radio shows last year at the National Congress. I learned about you because of an influential Native American who's been very excited about what you've done for his health, and I think he's probably referred, I want to guess, dozens of people to your facility. Is that yes. safe to say? He's always, yes, he's always uh, talking about it. He's excited about the results. He's excited about the changes he saw in his own life. And also because there's, there's so many things in common in, in background, in upbringing, in, in history, uh, in the American Indian culture and the Mexican culture, which is a, a mixed culture. I mean, if we didn't have a border, we all would be American Indians. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's, Rodrigo, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, let me give my listeners an idea of where we're going with the show. We're going to be speaking about a cutting-edge topic. We have talked about it only briefly on the show before. It's something called the microbiome. We're going to be talking about intestinal health and how that impacts your whole physiology. That's where we're going. But before we get there, we want to get to know Dr. Rodriguez just a little bit better. You do have a medical doctor's degree. And I know you've done a lot of work in the United States over the years. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, I am a regular MD. Sometimes I have to apologize for being an MD, but yes, I am a, I'm a regular doctor. I did all my medical school. I did all my uh, postgraduate training. I have a very technical uh, medical specialty, which is nuclear medicine, mm -hmm. uh, which is the work with radioisotopes in detecting health issues and so forth. And really one thing brought me to the other. I mean, when you when you are on the diagnosis field of medicine, you see all these terrible diagnoses happening to people, and you're in meetings where it's going to be decided what to do. And the answers, believe me, are very short mm. and not really good, not really exciting. Because one of the things that we have seen over the past decades, just few decades, I mean, when you and I were uh, children, this wasn't happening in America or anywhere else. But suffice to say that probably degenerative disease has become three times as frequent 
-hmm. at least. Uh, Diabetes is running rampant. Mm -hmm. We see more and more of it. We see a lot of uh, hormonal, immunological, and everything disorder that's happening to us. And then the problem comes when you get a diagnosis and you go to the doctor. And you go to see the good doctor because you want to be helped. You're going to be cured. That's, okay. That should be the, the magic word. And you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a prescription and he says you have to take this. And you ask, how long am I going to be on this medication, doctor? And the answer is going to be always mm. for the rest of your life, which means I'm not going to cure anything. Mm. I'm just going to help you. And this is the trick word. I'm going to help you to control it. You can okay. control the disease, but the disease will stay with you for the rest of your life. Well, you, you don't become a doctor to control diseases. Mm. You become a doctor because you want healthy people. Fair enough. So basically, you have this very technical background. You've been involved with nuclear medicine. And I know as an internal medicine specialist, we would often rely on your profession for diagnosis. As we're talking about some of these diseases, I think one of the scariest nuclear medicine tests that we sometimes order, I mean, I, I guess we could, we could debate what, what, what tests are scary, but is a bone scan. You know, we're looking for the possibility of metastatic cancer, cancer that's spread to the bone, and you get one of these scans that show cancer that's spread throughout the body. So you were seeing all these things firsthand. Uh, yes, I, I have lived with it, and, and I've seen this happening and happening again. And probably one of my first surprises in my professional life as a, as a nuclear physician is when I started working with a hospital where I could see some people getting actually better. Hmm. And uh, I started looking at, oh, wow, what happened here? And then second case and third case. When I had a little bunch of good cases, the, the next thing I saw is that all of them came referred by the same physician. Okay. And this was a lady doctor. It took me two minutes to get to her office uh-huh. and say, look, these are the results I have from your patients. You're doing something the rest of us don't know. Hmm. What is it? And she answered with one word. She says, nutrition. And at that point in my life, I said, oh, come on, don't give me that one. Don't tell me that if you eat vegetarian or do anything like that, that's going to, to cure disease. And she said, oh, sure, it is going to happen. And, and she started giving me a lot of arguments. I'm talking back in the 1970s. Okay. And so I was always very curious. That's why I did nuclear medicine. I was not the standard doctor that was going to do uh, to become a pediatrician or anything like that. So I started always getting very curious about the signs behind it or what could be behind it. Uh-huh. And the longer I went, the more I understood that there was something to it that was very positive. And uh, it was very hard to put your, your finger on what it was. And many people ask me, why do you get some good, fantastic results on on some people. I said, if I knew, I would be doing it with everybody. (laughs) You see? So it's taking me a long time to figure out exactly what's happening. And and, and I think that we are getting to the point where we have a common denominator. We have a common origin of all the health issues that we're living with today. And they look so different, apparently. Uh-huh. Because you say, okay, a person has high blood pressure, the next person has diabetes, the other one is obese, and the next one has Alzheimer's. And you say, they couldn't be more different. 
They're totally different diagnoses. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the statistics, they all have been growing at the same speed. They all have increased about in the same range. Mm. So there is something epidemiological that puts them hand in hand. It's not that diabetes is going up and Alzheimer's down. Actually, Alzheimer's today is the sixth cause of death in the United States. Wow, that's amazing. You see, I, I was just doing some slides uh, like a month ago for mm -hmm. a presentation, and I went back to the statistics, uh, vital statistics of the uh, United States government, and for the first time, I had to put Alzheimer's amongst the first causes of death in mm. the United States. So all of them are going together. Why are they going together if they're so different diseases, Alzheimer's from cancer? Mm -hmm. well, you've, I mean, you've got our attention, but you've also got me hung up on that physician that you met back in the 70s. What kind of a diet actually was she using? Did she explain that to you? Oh, yes. She, she, was, very, uh, she was the daughter of a physician, mm -hmm. of a of a different type of physician. He he worked a lot with uh, vegetables and fasting and okay. that type of thing. So she had that upbringing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the type of diet that she would go. So it's more go. of a vegetarian type more diet? More of a vegetarian, natural, fresh, organic uh -huh. type of food. Okay, okay. And this is the kind of diet that you ultimately implemented at International And that is Biocare. the type of diet. Yeah, because the first thing that happened, and that's, that's the origin of Biocare. When we started looking at patients and treating patients, the first thing you have to face as a doctor is that if you have a patient in a hospital, you know the food is going to be bad. Often that's the case, sadly, okay. isn't it's it? It's going to be very close to airport food or airplane food. It's going to be very bad. It's going to be highly processed. Mm. It's going to be really, really bad. I remember once I was in doing some postgraduate uh, nuclear medicine thing in, in New York City in a large hospital. Mm -hmm. And I bumped into a room by accident and I opened the door and I see all these huge boxes, cardboard boxes all the way to the roof. And I said, what's that? And somebody told me, breakfast. I said, in, in a car, in, in such huge quantities in cardboard boxes? Yeah. I said, yeah. Those are eggs and cereal and powdered milk. So all you do is you take one of those packets, mm. you open it, you put water in the eggs oh and, and, and so forth. That's the food they were feeding people in the hospital. Uh. You see, so these are people that are sick, that need recovery, that need energy and so forth, or, or neglect, or, or despise for what food can do for you. Is It, it, it doesn't see any limits. We, we just despise food, period. We love it, but at the same time, we don't give it any importance. And that's what has probably brought us to where we are. No, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing stuff we're talking about here because we're really talking, as you mentioned, Dr. Rodriguez, about epidemic diseases that are affecting people in huge numbers here in America, not just in America, but in Mexico, no doubt as well, right? Right. Worldwide. Right. Worldwide. And having visited your facility, I know you're generating interest worldwide, uh -huh. right? Right. Yeah, right. I was just invited a month ago as a professor to International Association of uh, Nutritional Medicine and Anti-Aging in, in, in Europe. This was held in Spain. Mm -hmm. 
and you see the numbers and they're just the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're just the same. We're seven out of every ten people are going to die of any of these diseases. Wow. We don't die of communicable diseases anymore because those are under control. Mm -hmm. We die because of an accident. Those were good for. And, but seven out of ten are going to die of any of these diseases that are absolutely preventable. These that's, preventable. That's the bottom line. Chronic diseases that are preventable. And what you're finding in your research is a lot of this hones in on the topic of diet, doesn't it? Correct. So we've got this term. We threw it out there at the beginning of the show. It's called the microbiome. So help us understand that. Microbiome, what is it all about? Uh, let me tell you something. We have about... I would say four pounds of microbes living in our gut. That's weight-wise very similar to our brain. Wow. You see? And that's, that's one of the numbers. The other one is we have 300,000 million cells of those microbes. That's more than all the cells in our, in our body, hmm. which means... Our microbiome, this, this community of microbes in our gut, are much bigger than our liver or lungs or heart, hmm. and, uh, and we just never paid any attention to. Uh, it's something that in all generations was very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as we started creating this modern world of ours, we started forgetting about it. And we not only never think of it, we actually uh, despise it. We, we take it as a bad thing. Hmm. Okay, uh, stools are bad, etc. So we don't, we don't pay attention to it and we don't understand the importance of it. Now, this microbiome, these, these microbes that are in, in our gut have to do with so many different functions. Mm -hmm. So many. Mm -hmm. uh, let me give you some general things that are, that are very easy to understand. Like, of course, digestion, mm -hmm. energy production. Okay. I, I call the microbiome the, the turbo part of the engine that, that we run. Uh, what is the turbo? You just generate more energy out of the exhaust gases because you can do that. Interesting. That's what bacteria do for us. We've got to talk more about this. I'm talking with Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez. We're speaking about the microbiome, and he's diving into this uh, very cutting-edge subject, making a difference in people with cancer, diabetes, neurological diseases, autoimmune processes. You do not want to miss this. I don't want to miss it. I'm staying by. Stay tuned. We've got more from the National Congress of American Indians coming right up. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back with you. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. 
Emergency medical unit, respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders in Stroke. If you receive disability benefits, keeping Social Security informed is key. Keeping us informed minimizes the chance that we learn about something later that could negatively affect your benefits. That's the surprise no one wants because it creates overpayments that you must repay, disrupts payments, and can even jeopardize your entitlement to Social Security benefits. Learn more about reporting responsibilities for people working and receiving disability or SSI benefits by reading our online publications, Working While Disabled, How We Can Help, and How Work Affects Your Benefits at www.socialsecurity.gov pubs. Some changes can be reported online at www.socialsecurity.gov. You can also notify us at 1-800-772-1213 or contact your local Social Security office. Our goal at Social Security is to pay you the right amount on time every month. With your cooperation to keep us informed of changes, the likelihood of any unpleasant surprises that could derail your benefits will be greatly minimized. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are continuing a show focusing on the microbiome. My guest sitting across from me is Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez. He's the medical director of International BioCare Hospital and Medical Center in Tijuana, Mexico. We're speaking here at the National Congress of American Indians. It's October 2016 in Phoenix, Arizona, when we're uh, recording this program. And, Rodrigo, you've been giving us a background on this microbiome, this host, this this countless uh, throng almost of bacteria and microbes, yeast that live in our guts. You're going to help us connect the dots, but before we get too far along, you have a booth right here at the National Congress, and you're interesting people in this topic in an innovative way. Tell us what's going on right here. Well, we have a booth because we uh, are talking to, to people, we're talking to, we're uh, spreading the word, so to speak, because I think it's very important for every one of us to have a good understanding of what this really means. It's not just free riders that we have in our gut that take advantage of the food that we eat and just use us for comfort. No, this is a lot more. This is a, a, a live organ that our well-being and life really depends on. And uh, that's what we have at the booth. We have a, a, a number of uh, little shows, very simple, very simple to understand, that are available at our website. And that will be www.biocarehospital.com. Bio, B-I-O, B as in boy, I-O, carehospital.com. And people can click in and look at uh, a lot of information. We have a lot of resources of information, of food recipes, of uh, uh, medical treatments, why we do it, how we do them, and uh, wh- get answers. We have uh, questions and answers. People are free to, and I mean free, mm-hmm. to to contact our, our email and, and ask uh, questions. 
me or any of the doctors will be very happy to answer. And you don't even have to give your name if you don't want to. If you just have a medical question, just send it in, and uh, we will we will be happy to provide an, an honest to God question, so people have have answers. Many I've seen over the years that many people wander around things, and you don't you're not going to go and ask for a doctor's visit just to to make a medical question. Right, right. So this is the place to do it. Well, that's a great, uh, great service. So basically, if I'm hearing things right, not only do you have these little clips, there, uh, I think I watched a two-minute mm-hmm. video that you have on the microbiome right there, but you said I could have just as well accessed that on your website. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, if you didn't catch that uh, email address, more specifically the, the web address, it's biocarehospital.com, and... Dr. Rodriguez, is that also where someone would find a, a contact us link or something to ask questions? That will be the contact uh, for, for questions. That will be the contact for medical situations. That will be the, the same contact for admissions to the hospital or, or to review programs and so on. Okay, and and the video that I saw this it was a, it was nicely done a cartoon with English uh, words it, and I guess there's music probably on the website yes. you didn't have it playing here, but basically anyone can access that free of charge and get a little primer on the topic we're talking about and get a little bit of understanding and we did it in a cartoon base because we want young people to see it. Mm. You see, it's it's younger people that are at the highest risk, but they're very early in their lives. They have the best chances to prevent and to avoid all these deadly diseases. Mm-hmm. And we as parents, I mean, actually, and, and I'm not saying it's just, just because, this is real statistical figures. We are becoming probably the first generation that's going to bury their children. No, you're right. You you're see, right. And, 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 and we cannot allow that. I, I, don't, I, I can hardly think of anything worse than burying your own children, mm-hmm. particularly of diseases that I, as a parent, could have prevented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That my son or my daughter died of a heart attack or, or a diabetic complication and so forth. Diabetes in young people is tripled in the last 40 years. So people under 20 years old that are now diabetic, that have to do all this testing, all these drugs, all these injections, day in, day out, for the rest of their lives when they're only 18 or 15. I mean, if they get to live to 75 or 80, which is 80 a real reasonable figure in the United States for survival, I mean, you you spent already 65 years of your life uh, being sick. No, it's it's amazing stuff. You know, you're talking about statistics, and we're talking about chronic diseases. I'll tie this back into the microbiome because I think you know, being featured here at this uh, NCI venue, actually because of a uh, generous Native American donor who wants to get health education material out, I've co-authored a new book, 30 Days to Natural Blood Pressure Control. And when I was doing the research for that book, I came across these connections with the microbiome and blood pressure. And there are studies out there showing if you give a person probiotics, you can lower their blood pressure if you change this microbiome. You've got to help us understand this. How could this have to do with blood pressure? How could it have to do with diabetes, Alzheimer's disease? Help us, Dr. Rodriguez. Yes, the, the intestinal tract, it's uh, a wonderful organ. 
but the intestine you cannot understand the intestinal tract without its bacteria. Okay. Those bacteria are critical. Now the intestine is uh, in itself it's a, it's a fantastic organ. Mm-hmm. I could go for hours telling you how many incredible things it can do how it can control everything that we put in our mouths from creating any disease, actually taking advantage of it, how all these bacteria are going to take a lot of the foods that we digest and sometimes get rid of toxic material, Mm. sometimes uh, produce substances that are going to be very helpful to the metabolic uh, condition of our body. When we eat, a lot of the food that we eat should have... Uh, non-digestible uh, residue. So we call it fiber in medical That we circles. call in simple terms the fiber. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have this in your gut, you have bacteria that are, go- are going to work with it. And what's going to happen is that these good bacteria are going to turn it into what's called short-chain fatty acids. Mm-hmm. These are energy-producing little things that are very strong, very powerful. Uh, the intestinal tract, the cells of the intestinal tract don't get energy from the blood. They actually get energy from these substances. Mm -hmm. Now, these substances have many, many other functions. One of them is they make the cells of your body more sensitive to insulin. You're saying the short-chain fatty acids? Right. There's one in particular called propionate. I don't want you to to, to get the name, but Uh uh, all I'm saying is that there's a lot of science behind it. It's not just talking about vegetarian food is good. No, I'm just giving you a lot of scientific evidence that shows that, for example, this substance can make your body a lot less resistant to insulin, which Mm -hmm. means... If you were producing 10 units of insulin, now you will produce only 3 because your cells are more sensitive to insulin. So your pancreas, your insulin-producing cells are going to be uh, living more comfortable, are not going to be as pressed. They're going to last longer and you're going to have better results. The other, the other one is uh, butyrate. Mm-hmm. Butyrate is a wonderful substance that keeps infections away that... Just hear that. They can make abnormal cells turn back to normal. Hmm. They, they can induce differentiation of cells. What is differentiation? Take them away from cancerous activity. Okay, butyrate can do that. Butyrate can do that. Uh-huh. You see? And actually, for example, veterinarians do know this. Veterinarians feed butyrates to their to the feed of of the animals they have uh, in farms because they know it's going to keep cancers and infections away. Mm. And, and, and the way we get it is we get it from the digestion of these fibers. Now, all this is going to be keeping a healthy intestine, mm-hmm. a powerful intestine. Now, the better you feed your intestinal cells, the tighter they are once against the other. So abnormal substances will not reach the blood. What we're seeing today is a number of abnormalities that people tell you, I'm gluten intolerant, I'm lactose intolerant, I'm this and this and the other, or I have this chronic inflammatory disease. Uh That's because we have lost the capacity of the gut to keep away uh, toxic substances because the cells are not as as tight together, as, as plumbed as they should be. 
and and that creates disease. This is amazing stuff, and I'm trying to process this all along with my listeners. We've talked about uh, propionate and butyrate and how this can help with diabetes, how it can help with uh, problems with uh, sometimes people call it leaky gut, mm-hmm. right? But let me come back to this uh, uh, propionate. And uh, is it the same as propionic acid, or is that something different? It's, uh, it's, it's the same. The propionate would be the, name, the chemical name for the salt propionate of something, uh, like uh, sodium propionate, mm-hmm. and the uh, propionic acid is actually the substrate that, that is produced by the, by the uh, intestinal flora. Okay, and so what you're saying is when you connect that with insulin production, you're saying not that it harms insulin production, but by decreasing insulin resistance, the pancreas doesn't have to work as hard. Correct. Boy, we are talking about interesting stuff, and we've got a lot more to come on today's edition of American Indian Living. We are only halfway through with my interview with Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez, Medical Director of International BioCare Hospital and Medical Center. You don't want to miss the concluding half hour of this program. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more from the National Congress of American Indians. I'm Dr. David DeRose. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke. Sudden weakness on one side or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Can you guess what's going on here? It's kids getting fit. Studies show that children and teens who get at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day reduce the risk of obesity, heart disease, anxiety, and increase their overall mood. So, whether it's around your neighborhood... Or at school, just get out and play. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. The Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. 
Here again is Dr. DeRose. You are back with Dr. David DeRose at the National Congress of American Indians in Phoenix, Arizona. We're recording here in this exciting live venue. And across from me is Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez. As uh, I've mentioned previously, if you're just joining us, he's a medical doctor and MD. He's got a background in nuclear medicine, so high-tech diagnostic medicine. A lot of uh, training experiences throughout the world, but right now he's heading up a group called International BioCare Hospital and Medical Center. Rodrigo, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think I may have mentioned this to you before. But over the years, I've worked in similar areas as you have as far as looking more at natural therapies and how that can make a difference with disease processes. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I hear about centers that are doing this, and I either go to them or talk in detail with some of the people running the programs, and I'm not impressed with their approach to science. It seems very shaky and very what we would call anecdotal. They're just telling stories, don't really have a lot of research. But what impressed me when I visited with you there in Tijuana about a year ago is you're really trying to bring a sound research base to your work, and you are still having those great stories that really inspire all of us. We're here dealing with folks throughout Indian country. You were just telling me at the break about some Native Americans who recently came to your program. Tell us a little bit about their story. Well, this is a this is a typical story. You have people that uh, should be healthy and thriving, and they're not. They're not because they're overweight. They have a weight problem. They have a metabolic pro- problem. They have a sugar issue. They have a, a high blood pressure. They have all these things that push them into medication. And, and we know that medication has a lot of side effects. No question. You don't feel good taking those things. So... They, they both came to the hospital. They stayed there for two weeks. And this lady did amazingly well. This guy wasn't as bad, but he did very well too. And, and they sat and they said, what exactly you did? And I said, all, all I did is I put a little bit of order in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave you the foods you should be taking. I gave you the regularity you should be doing. Have uh, certain times to eat, certain times to 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 relax and and get things going. Now you mentioned before to one word, uh, probiotics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to add to that something called prebiotics. Very good. Help okay. us. Okay, uh, uh, those are very important parts. Uh, let me tell you something, which is this. Okay, how how in the first place I got my microbiome? How come I could have a good one and you might have a bad one? It all begins from birth, mm-hmm. okay? When, when, we're, when we go through the vaginal canal, uh, we are inoculated with a lot of bacteria that our mother produces. Mm-hmm. Now, this might sound gross, but it's the truth. When, uh, when a woman delivers a, a, a baby, there's always stool involved. Hmm. Even even if you do an enema before and so forth, there's going to be little tiny amounts of stool in all these okay, things. Okay. Okay. And that inoculates the, 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 the child. And that's that's for the child's benefit. The mother is telling the, the, the child, these are the bacteria that uh, that I'm going to provide you with. So are you telling me that a baby that's born by a cesarean section is at a disadvantage? Absolutely. And we know that for a we fact? We know that for a fact. And really? That's, that's, that's really very, very well proven. Because when you when you check the bacteria that's in the in the gut, and this is, again, this is uh, research that has been done. Mm-hmm. You take a baby a few days old, and you check the bacteria that are colonizing uh, the gut, 
it looks like the mother's bacteria in the gut. Okay. But if you come from a C-section, uh-huh. your uh, intestinal bacteria might look more like your mother's skin bacteria. Interesting. You see? So that that is important. It's so important that I have heard of some places that are beginning to take a little bit of these fluids in the vaginal canal and so forth and put little drops in the mouth of the baby being born by C-section. Uh-huh. Okay? That's one. Second, mm-hmm. breastfed. When your mother uh, feeds you, your mother is delivering substances that are going to annihilate the bacteria your mother doesn't want you to have, but are going to be helping the bacteria your mother wants to encourage. And that creates a very healthy intestinal flora. So and you're again, if, if yes, if you're taking a formula versus breastfed, you're also at disadvantage. So you're saying that in breast milk are not only nutrients that could be uh, attempted to be replicated in a formula, but they're actually agents, either compounds or maybe even uh, living organisms that would change the intestinal flora. Absolutely. So are all those things what we call prebiotics because you're not actually taking the bacteria, you're taking okay. something that influences yeah, it? Yeah, in, in a way. A prebiotic is actually fiber. Okay. It's as simple as that. Uh, I always say, if uh, and, and this is very easy to understand, prebiotics is what the fertilizer is to your garden. Okay. It's not you're not putting the sod, but you're feeding the sod. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you want a very nice garden, you're going to use a fertilizer. You're going to use manure. You're going to water it. You're going to take care of it. That's what you, we should be doing with our intestinal flora. So. A prebiotic is that it's it's a it's a particular fiber, and and that's one of the things that we do at the hospital. When when people come in, we always give them a good diet. We always give them a prebiotic, and we also give them a probiotic to enhance the type of bacteria that we need in that person. So we're working in in all around it. Mm-hmm. But there are cases that are, uh, I I could almost say too far gone, mm. where constant use and abuse of antibiotic therapies and diseases and so forth have almost uh, wiped out bacteria. Mm. The problem is you don't really wipe it out. The problem is what you produce is you create a very bad imbalance Mm -hmm. and you create all these clostridia uh, type of bacteria that are very nauseous, very toxic, very everything, and you live in a constant pain and ache and everything. And some people, you just it's almost impossible to control. And what you have to do is you have to reimplant hmm. a whole population. And uh, there are many works today uh, in the United States, in Europe, that talk about fecal transplantation. Right, right. And that uh, I think for a lot of us in the medical community, when we first heard about fecal transplants, it sounds we had fir- horrible. Yeah, we thought, I, th- I first, I think I kind of wondered, was this a joke? Right. But it's for real. It's for real. And, and, and uh, when, I, when I talk about it, I always say, you know, the biggest problem with this is actually the mental image that we might get from that. Mm. But the actual process is simple. It's, uh, it's very simple to do. You just have to choose your donor. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me give you one. Uh, this is this is exemplifies like very few things the importance of these bacteria. Mm-hmm. If you make a fecal transplantation from a fat rat mm-hmm. to a normal rat, mm-hmm. the normal rat is going to become fat. Why? Because the bacteria in that 
in that fat um, uh, mouse is abnormal and it creates obesity. And, and that begins to answer so many questions that we have had for years. I mean, I've been almost 50 years a doctor. And one of the problems that I have seen, and I'm sure you have seen over decades, mm -hmm. is obesity as a problem. For sure. And something we know for sure, diets don't work. You, you cannot go on a diet and, 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 and be thin. And that's why there is always a new diet because everybody that's obese will continue to be obese because we don't, we're not going to the core of the problem, which is the microbiome. Hmm. When you change the microbiome, a lot of things change. We think, for example, that the hunger, the, the, the desire, the craving comes from the stomach. So they're doing surgery for that. And it doesn't work. Because how many people have you seen with a, with a bariatric surgery that are obese? They because, learn to eat around it. Yeah, yeah because they, they, they know how to eat around it. Mm -hmm. But when you change the microbiome, everything changes. You, don't, you, you defeat cravings. Because you have all this energy produced by, by your bacteria, the, uh, a lot of things are going to change. Hunger actually is producing intestine. The intestine has a nervous system of its own. Mm -hmm. it, it's, so, it's so amazing, so incredible that uh, your eyes, for example, send messages and send messages to the intestine. And in the intestine, we have cells similar to the retina that can detect that light uh, situation. So our intestine knows if it's day or night. So it, it, it all ties together so well because that tells you why we shouldn't eat at night. We can have a good breakfast, but we should eat very light at, at night. So all these things start making to, to, start to make a lot of sense and give us the understanding of things my grandmother used to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, like have a breakfast like a king and lunch as a prince, but uh, dinner as a pauper. And, and we all have heard those, those sayings that are very wise, very uh, smart, but now we understand why. And this is all boils down to the intestinal flora. So at the, at the hospital, we work with diet. We work with very good combinations of probiotics with very good and very specific uh, prebiotics to, to make sure that all the flora that we're creating is going to find support and, and health. And uh, if nothing else, we have to, to resort to some other things. Now, you've got my mind going here. A number of the things you're mentioning I've run across as well, but one that I haven't seen a connection with that I'm, I'm wanting your help with. You've emphasized several times regularity in eating. What does that have to do with the microbiome? I never made a connection there. Okay, regularity is, uh, is something that we have completely forgotten, which is circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. all boils down to that. When we were creating, and through millennia, we have, our bodies have learned to live a cycle. Mm-hmm. We wake up in the morning, we go to bed at night, we go to sleep at night. We uh, move and produce and do a lot of things during daytime. We do nothing at night because then is the time for protein synthesis, mm -hmm. which is our sleep time. And it's the time where we can recover uh, the brain's health 
memories, fix uh, thoughts, etc., etc., etc. But when we don't keep that rhythm, and, and we don't keep it because we have electric light today, mm -hmm. then we, we think we can afford to do whatever we want, anytime we want. So we're having a 16-ounce steak dinner at 10 o'clock at night many times. Huh? Uh, when it's time, we shouldn't be eating. Right, right. Okay? And we skip breakfast. The, the most common mistake I uh -huh. see on American people is people skip breakfast. No and they, good or observation. They, or they call breakfast uh, a protein shake or an energy bar uh -huh. and a cup of coffee. Uh -huh. And they say, what do you have for breakfast? Well, I normally have an energy bar and a cup of coffee. Well, coffee is nothing. Now, think of a person that eats two eggs, ham, toast, and then has for lunch uh, a hamburger, and at night has a piece of steak or even fish. That sounds like, okay, where in that whole day did you provide anything for your intestinal flora? Yeah, no nothing. fiber, no fiber. No fiber, no residue, no, nothing for it. Wow. No prebiotic, nothing for it. We have got one final segment, and we're going to tie a lot of these uh, loose ends together. Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez helping us to appreciate the microbiome, those germs that live in our guts. It may sound like, a, oh, a, an uncomfortable topic, but it is vital. Stay tuned for more. Our final segment coming up on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been prerecorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. Diabetes is a serious disease that runs in families. If your parents or siblings have type 2 diabetes, you have a greater chance of getting the disease. If you're African American, Hispanic, or Latino, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, you also have a higher chance of developing the disease. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you understand your risk. Visit the NDEP website at yourdiabetesinfo.org for diabetes prevention tools, including the Family Health History Quiz. It started off as a normal day. I felt fine when I arrived at the plant. Ruth Junius's life was about to change. Then I dropped my keys. They kept slipping out of my hand. My arm felt numb. A co-worker asked me if I was okay, and I couldn't speak. I started to get scared. Ruth was having a stroke. People around her weren't sure what to do. They thought I should go home or lie down, but I knew something was very wrong. I wrote 911 on a piece of paper with my other hand. And someone called for me. Because everyone acted quickly, doctors at the hospital were able to give Ruth treatment that started to reverse the symptoms. Within a few minutes, I was talking again. I didn't know a thing about stroke before I had one. Now I make sure that my friends and family know all the signs of stroke so they'll get help fast if they need it. No stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. Call 1-800-352-9424 for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. 
You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose here in the exhibit hall at the National Congress of American Indians. We're recording in October of 2016 in Phoenix, Arizona. Rodrigo Rodriguez, a medical doctor and the medical director of International BioCare Hospital and Medical Center, has been my guest. He continues to be with us for this final segment. Dr. Rodriguez, before we jump back into this dialogue about the microbiome, you are offering a service that, um, you know, you've, I think I knew about this, but I have not, I don't think, referred people uh, to this service, but I'm, I'm getting interested in it unless you tell me it would be unwise to do so. You actually, you and the other physicians there at International BioCare, will actually answer questions free of charge if people send them to you electronically? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love emails. Uh, people might be at 3 o'clock in the morning not able to sleep. They have a question. Drop it in. And will be in 24 hours. You're going to get an, an honest uh, answer, and it's free of charge. You don't. It can be completely uh, personal. You don't have to give us our, your name or anything like that if you don't want to, and we'll be happy to answer those questions for you. And they just go to biocarehospital.com. Is Correct. that the way they put those mm-hmm. questions in? That's the way, and uh, that will direct you to to contact us. Okay. Well, let's come back to this topic. We've been speaking about how important the gut bacteria and other microbes are as far as their overall health, everything from weight to diabetes to high blood pressure we've touched on. But one thing you mentioned, actually a couple of things we've mentioned that we haven't really expanded, one is the neurodegenerative diseases, things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Is there a connection with the microbiome with those? A a total connection. Hmm. A total connection. I mean, like, uh, for example, serotonin. Okay. Which is being uh, touted as the happy mediator, like the well-being thing, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. all should have high levels of serotonin. Well, the brain only makes 5%. Hmm. Over 90% of that serotonin is made in the gut. Amazing. You see? And uh, I could tell you much more substances that are, are produced. The, the gut has a very complex nervous uh, system of its own. And it can work along with all these other with other things. I was telling you, it's connected to light, so it knows if it's day or night. Mm-hmm. So it can help you to go to sleep. It can help your mood. It can, through serotonin production and so forth, it can control a lot of things. But degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, that's becoming a growing concern. I mean, no question about it. We right. all We all are concerned about, am I going to develop this? Am I going to be... Uh, that type of a person that doesn't know anything for, and, and the worst thing is for many years. I mean, you you, you don't die from it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be there with it for for many years. Yes, it is connected. I, I think the time, the the good times are over, and by that I mean, we have to understand that healthcare needs a little bit, or not a little bit, a lot more of our attention, of our mm-hmm. personal attention. Or our personal training. That's why, for example, if you go to the website, you're going to see a lot of resources of information and training, questions and answers, because we all have to get involved. Our doctors, unfortunately, do not know best. We have to become a very important part of that. And if we don't become a part of that, if we just rely on advertising of uh, pharmaceuticals or the 
few times we go to our doctors, we're not going to go too far. Mm-hmm. It's what we eat, is what we do, is how we sleep, what is going to get us well. And the same way you spend money on your vacation or you take a cruise, you should come to the hospital. You could come for two weeks and lose weight and get over inflammation and get over pains and aches and, and get trained in a healthier living that in turn you're kind of offered to your family. So basically it sounds like you're making an appeal or an invitation for people to come down to Tijuana and really learn how to care for their bodies better. Yes, I I have talked to many people that are very grateful they did it because I said, look, uh, instead of taking a cruise ship, come down. Hmm. I mean, this is much uh, a better way to spend your money and your time and and learn about yourself and learn about your health and then go back and do it for the whole family and talk to your children and talk to everybody because they they are at a higher risk but they're young they're they have the time they can afford to to turn things around and be healthier you know you and i have talked a number of times Rodrigo, I've been down there at International BioCare, and just for the benefit of our listeners, you've never paid me anything. You know, this is not an infomercial, but I've worked in similar settings. I've worked in, you know, intensive lifestyle change programs here in the United States, and I've seen some of the same things that you're sharing. And I think it's a great analogy, this cruise ship analogy, you know, for people to find a health-focused center, whether you go down to International BioCare or to one of the other organizations, some of which we focused on the show in the past, is, is another question. But, but I'm still hung up on something, because let me tell you where I'm coming from, Rodrigo. Some years ago, I was doing some literature research on a compound related to serotonin, and that's melatonin course helps you sleep through the night and we found just exactly what you're speaking about how the gut was involved the intestinal tract if you will was involved with making melatonin and it made it best if you were not eating if you were fasting so i knew about this connection but now as you're talking about serotonin and i'm trying to put that in with the microbiome i that's something i'm not aware of do we actually have evidence that depending on what kind of bacteria you have in your gut it's going to influence serotonin and melatonin production things like that the the answer is yes but i'm going to give you a better answer oh, that, please, that, please. Uh, that our, our listeners will will understand a lot better you can tell if a person has gut problems i many times i talk to people and i say do you have cramps? Do you have any problem with your tummy? Hmm. Yes. How did you know? Because of your face. Hmm. I can tell because of your face. I mean, there's nothing more with anguish. It has a special uh, facial thing huh. when people have cramps or, or, uh-huh. or a diffuse uh, inflammation in the gut, which is becoming more prevalent than ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when your tummy is very good, it's very good. I mean, you can see it in the TV ads. When your tummy goes down, you, ah, it's the eye uh-huh, effect. Right. You feel good and so forth. Because then is the time when you produce all these good things for your body. But when your, your intestinal tract is inflamed, you won't be able to do that. And again, that depends on how well your, your gut is being nourished. And it's going to be well nourished if you have good bacteria. If not, you don't. You, you produce the opposite. Mm. And then you're going to have this chronic thing. How many people are constipated? That's a very simple question, uh-huh. percentage-wise. Probably over 80% of wow. Americans are constipated. And that tells you that, no, we do not have a, a, a healthy intestinal mm. uh, microbiome. Mm. More than half of the weight of every movement is bacterial residue. Really? Half the weight? Half the weight, yeah. If you put it on a balance and you say, okay, I did one pound, half of that is bacterial residue, and that should be normal. Hmm. 
You see, it should be fluffy, it should be floating. I always tell people, if you look at movies, you're going to see that every time the king had a bowel movement, they would take the basin to the doctors to look mm. at. That's how important it was at some point in time, because they didn't have any more science, so all they had is what they could look at. And that's one of the things they could look at on, on a daily basis, this tool uh, of the movement. And that tells you how important it was for them. And it was very important for, I, I tell you, my, my grandmother used to talk mm -hmm. about that, mm -hmm. uh, about your bowel movements and how well they should go, etc., etc. And she was all the way right. I just didn't have the elements to prove it. Now I have them. Mm. Uh, there, there are huge works around this. And you're going to be hearing about this more and more and more because it's becoming a very important test. This is just amazing stuff. And... Uh, it isn't necessarily the stuff of uh, daytime TV and radio shows yet, but it is on our program, and it is on a number of them. Rodrigo, as we're winding down, I know a lot of people have listened to this program, and they've said, you know, you're talking about my problem. I've got diabetes, or I've got weight issues. I can't get away. I can't get away even for a week and come down to Mexico. What do you recommend that they do? Where can they start? Okay, it's simple. It's uh, review what you do, what you eat, mm -hmm. how often you eat, what times. Uh, probiotics are very good. Mm -hmm. uh, prebiotics are very good. A good type of diet. And again, they have that uh, website and they have that question and answer situation where they can send as many questions as they want to. So basically uh, what we're saying today is if you want to learn more about the microbiome, there is uh, one place that Dr. Rodriguez is offering you free of charge. It's biocarehospital.com. That's B-I-O, like biological care, hospital.com. You can go there. You can watch some of their free videos. You can also basically send any question you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got some patients I'm thinking of um, who may benefit from getting a second opinion. And uh, Anytime. You're They're good with more that. than welcome. It's completely free of charge. No strings attached whatsoever. Sounds great. As we're winding up, Dr. Rodriguez, any final words of encouragement for those who've been with us for today's uh, program? Begin today. I mean, that's the best thing you can do. Open your pantry and see how many lousy things you have in there. Get rid of them. Go to the market. Go to, to a farmer's market. Get fresh local food. And you're going to see how your life starts to change. It takes some training. Mm -hmm. Because if you're used to hamburgers, it takes some training. But you will never be more happy than the day you started. And in a in, in couple of weeks, you're going to be a different you. Wonderful. That was Dr. Rodrigo Rodriguez, Medical Director of International BioCare Hospital and Medical Center at BioCareHospital.com. I'm Dr. David DeRose. For all of us, I hope today's show has helped you to better enjoy the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.